Everybody, this is the Gloves Are Off Sports Podcast. My name is Jim Drummeller, and with me is my broadcast colleague, Jim Bruno. Today we'll be talking about the UFC 209 card, making predictions, as well as the breaking sudden change to the card. For the WWE, we'll be talking about the Fastlane card, the pay-per-view coming up this weekend, as well as uh, what's going on towards WrestleMania on the SmackDown side of things. Uh, on the flyer side of the coin, we'll be talking about the outdoor uh, game. We'll be talking about the trade deadline, what it means, and how they've been playing lately. And on the Eagles side of things... <laughs> My favorite weekend of the whole year. NFL Combine, sitting around watching 300-pound men in their underwear. I can't cannot, believe, cannot I, beat that. I can't believe you're married. <laughs> uh, to a woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into it. All right. Uh, UFC 209, of course, the big news coming out of the UFC today was Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, didn't show up for weigh-ins, was rushed to the hospital. He was released from the hospital before the weigh-ins had ended, but the doctors had recommended against him fighting, fight, or, and yeah. that was it. They said it's a weight management issue, that's all we know so far. So he was trying to cut weight, and uh, like kind of got himself sent to the it hospital. It looks like he ended up in the hospital yeah. with a bad weight cut. And it brings, it, it's, uh, this is happening so often lately. Yeah, it seems like every week we're talking about somebody missing weight, or... No, um, happened. He's or what's her name? To the hospital for these weight cuts, dude. Yeah, it's they really got to figure out something. Maybe I don't know. Cause, I mean, even if you push it back a well, week before the fight, to, one idea was to add. Well, you can't push them back. No, I'm saying put push the uh, the weigh ins back. You know, a week before the fight, you're weighing in. But then the week before the fight, this happens. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's it's not only that. It, it, there's logistical reasons why it's got to be that. I mean, you got to make the. Yeah. Dude could put on if anybody could lose thirty pounds in a week, gain thirty pounds. Exactly. Yeah. You're and you're right. talking about a guy fighting lightweight, weighing one hundred and eighty pounds. Yep. It's it's not fair to these guys that are five six. You know what I mean? What are they going to do? Uh, another idea I heard was to add more weight classes, add something between fifty five and seventy. Which is probably a good idea. Uh, yeah, but that's the problem with boxing is there's four thousand champions. Yeah, yes, sir. Because there's a weight class for every five pounds. Yeah, I mean you're right, but. You gotta, you Not know. that, but McGregor would win them all and then never defend his title. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's kind of where we're uh, at with him. I mean, honestly, the best idea is for these guys to try to start fighting closer to their actual weight. Yeah. You know what? It, it, maybe they should do a weigh-in, a baseline weigh-in. All right, this is what I normally weigh. All right, well, you, yeah. have, a, you have 10 pounds. That's it. Not, not only that, but I think a lot, of, a lot of this has really started to happen ever since they banned uh, IV rehydration, too. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like there was a... Something, Something happened, and yeah. then and then we're getting all this. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on that. Right. So you had to bring the IV back. They called Nate they asked to see if he could take the fight on a day's notice. On a day's notice. Mm-hmm. He was too big. Yeah. Uh, they called Michael Johnson, and he thought he maybe he could get down to 160, which is close. Yeah. At least you could do a catchweight fight. Uh, Tony Ferguson can fight, get his payday, get his paycheck. Because uh, if we don't fight, I don't get paid. Yeah. And he just went to all that camp and everything else, and he's fine. He made weight. So it seems unfair. It wouldn't would have been an interim title fight, especially at 160 pounds. Mm. But at the end of the day, they couldn't get a deal done. I think they probably, you know, died on that hill where, no, this has got to be a title, you know. Yeah, yeah. If we can't do it, then we'll just we'll pull Tony from the card and, you know, we'll see if we can do it in, next, in another show. Yep. Uh, Live to fight another day. Right, literally. Exactly. literally. No need to die on that hill when you can just uh, move the battle. Yeah, exactly. So... Elsewise on the card, though, everybody else made weight. Everybody else is good to go. Uh, we've got Alistair Overeem, who actually Ooh. showed up with, like, 30 minutes left in the weigh-ins. It looked like he just woke up. <laughs> he waited in a sweatshirt. Nice. He, so he knew he was making weight. Yeah, he came at, like, 250. Okay. And the limit's 265. Because <laughs> yeah. he literally looked like he rolled out of bed and just came and waited. Well, you yeah. know. He's still on Dutch time. 
He's fighting Mark Hunt, who still insists that he's being forced to fight. Jesus Christ, this guy again? He's being forced to uh, fight, he says. God, oh, why? Why? Yeah. Why? You know what, maybe what they're going to do is just fucking have Overeem kick his ass maybe they and send him on his way. The problem is, I don't know if Overeem can win this fight. And that's where we're going to go with predictions here. I, I, I don't know. Overeem's got a little bit of a suspect chin. Yeah, but it's Mark Hunt. Everybody seems to beat him. Yeah, he punches like granite, though. Yeah, I get it. And, you know, a guy with a weak chin is kind of right up his alley. No. Not only that guy with a weak chin, but a guy who's, a, you know, his, his base style's kickboxing. A kickboxer with a weak chin, that is... Right. And not only that, but he's been known to try and eat punches on his way in. Yeah, not, a good, not a good idea, if you, again, if you have a weak and chin. It, yeah, he pays for it more often than not. And it's huh. weird, some days he'll have a strong chin, some days not so much. Lately, not so much. It is the first thing to go with the age. Yeah. Um... It's an interesting fight in that sense. Yeah, you got two big behemoth guys. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like when you watch the Nature Channel and you see the Rams bash into each other. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that shit all day. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Probably it's not terribly interesting to describe to anybody. No, no, no. But if, but you, if you're bored or hungover or something, oh. just stuck on the couch, yeah. They kill each other. Everyone's in Montana that hit each other so hard that their hooves fall off. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that, dude. Jesus Christ. But I'm going to go with Hunt. I'd he'd probably knock Overeem out. Just to be contrary, and I'll, go, is, I'll go with Overeem. you got these two big behemoths. They're just going to swing. Yeah. And I've seen Overeem knocked out a hell of a lot more than I've seen Mark Hunt knocked out. Yeah. Um, he's Samoan. He's got no fucking cement skull. Oh, here we go. Fucking Samoan. Oh, them Samoans. We've got Lando Venata fighting David Tamer. I don't know a whole bunch about Tamer. I know Lando Venata just because his last couple fights, he's been ridiculously exciting with these explosive finishes. Uh, he's one of these guys who stepped in late notice for somebody. He's like, yeah, I'll take a UFC contract and fight on, like, three days notice. Sure. <laughs> Let's go. Just offer me some more fights afterwards, no matter what happens. Yeah. And, you know, generally they do. They take into consideration, hey, the guy stepped in on three days notice. We'll throw him another fight. See hey, he helped us out. Can. Scratch our back. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what he can do. And, I mean, the guy hits spinning wheel kicks, knocking people out. He's crazy. He's so much fun to watch. I don't know a whole lot about Tamer. But I, it seems like it's another tester fight for Venata that he's probably going to pass. Yeah. I expect big things from Venata. He's, he's a very explosive striker. Uh, so I'm going to go, Venata. You going to go with me? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Yep. All right. So middleweight, we got Rashad Evans versus Dan Kelly. Rashad Evans, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not at middleweight, you don't. This is no. his first foray into the middleweight division. Mm-hmm. He's usually a light heavyweight, but it sucks getting old. Yeah, getting harder to cut the weight, huh? And, uh, yeah, I wish my life was so hard that as I got older, I weighed less. Oh, he's, he's the exact <laughs> opposite. <laughs> right. It's getting a little harder to put the weight on. Uh, so well, Some guys just don't have that frame, dude. They uh, really don't. You know what I mean? For it. Yeah. Some, some people are the opposite. Getting there is hard. Yeah, and other people getting away from it harder. Yeah. Some people have a hard time getting up. Some people have a hard time getting down. But I know they got pills for both. Yep. Uh, you know, Rashad Evans is fighting Dan Kelly. I don't, again, Dan Kelly, I don't know a whole lot about him. But uh, Kind of a new guy, is he? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. He might be one of these guys who fights on prelims a lot that I just haven't heard of. Yeah. I will admit that I have not been keeping up with the prelim fighters. These guys that are, you know, just coming in. Mm-hmm. The turnover seems like it's been high in the lower end of the rankings lately. And it's just, it's tricky to keep up. But I know Rashad Evans. And I got to think he wins this fight. Yep, I'm with you. I say he wins this fight, and then he probably gets another aging journeyman middleweight guy. Okay. And the loser probably retires. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fifth uh, main card fight is. I, I have the main card fights here, but with Khabib out, there's going to be another. One of the undercard fights is going to come up. I don't know what it is. But we got the main event. We got Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, too. Oh, Wonderboy. I remember uh, watching him. You remember watching him draw Tyron Woodley? Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kinda. That was a rough uh, That night. was that split decision draw weird split thing. Split decision yeah. draw. Well, they're going to roll it back tomorrow night. And we said that then, that they were going to have to roll that back. And it was funny because I remember we watched that fight here. Yep. And it was me, you, and who was it, Sharp? Sharp was here, yeah. And all three of us had different scorings at the end of the fight. Yeah, imagine. I it. think this guy. No, I think this guy won. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is tough. And they probably yeah. got the call right with a draw. And it was a good fight. I'd love to see it again. Well, you're gonna. Uh, Wonder Boy says he's got some a whole new game plan, and this is a knock on the decision again. Tyron Woodley says, "Ha, huh? funny white guy." <laughs> so there it is. Um, I think uh, Tyron's probably wrong. I think he's probably the weakest champion. 
I just don't. I can't buy Tyron Woodley as a champion. No, I can't. Why not? What would actually? Uh... He, he seems like a very good fighter. And there's your problem. Not great. Champion's a great fighter. Yeah. And uh, Wonder Boy seems like a great fighter to me. He looked pretty damn impressive to me. Yeah. It was on my, only my first time seeing him, but it right. looked pretty good to me. Looked like maybe the Jenners got to him in a title fight, first time in New York. Maybe, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just had an off night. But and I even think, on his off night, he looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, when that's your off night, you're doing something right. So what other cards you got on the main card there, Jim? That's that's all we got for the main card. Okay, and you said one of the uh, fights will be one elevated. One of the undercard fights will come up. I don't know which one. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just take two guys out of the gym and say, hey, you guys are fighting right. to fill in for them on the prelim, or you think I'll just cut it cut it shorter? No, they'll just move a prelim fight up. That's what I'm saying, but to for the prelim well, I mean, what you can do is taking... usually with the prelims is you have two fights that are just on fight pass. Okay. And then you have like four like dark that go ma- on F- dark yeah. matches, essentially. And then you get four to go on FS1. You just cut one of the dark matches, okay. move it to FS1, yeah, and so you really fill don't, everything yeah. out. Okay, that works. Um, or you could just fill the slot with promo hype on FS1. Yep. Um, the other big news coming out of the UFC is GSP is not only back, and not only has a title fight coming up, but it's not even in his weight class. <laughs> He's going to fight Michael Bisping for the middleweight title. A lot of people are pissed at Bisping. Why? They say he's ducking Romero. He was ducking Romero when he took the Dan Henderson fight. And then Romero knocked out uh, Chris Weidman, which we also saw that New York show. Yep. Hit him with a flying knee to split him like a coconut. That was a bad cut. He just sat there bleeding for a while. Yep. Uh, Didn't he finish the fight, though? I mean, no. The, the uh, knee knocked him out. Quite a few uh, Corona lights that night, folks. Sure. You'd need a, quite a few Corona lights to forget. <laughs> and... Uh, now they say he's taking a GSP fight and he's he's stuck in Romero again. After Romero beat Weidman, you know, he, he, he said he was probably going to get the shot. And he probably was before GSP showed up. Now, my problem with people saying shit like this is Bisping's not writing these contracts. He's not the matchmaker, is he? He gets called up and says, hey, we're going to give you Dan Henderson. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. Hey, we're going to give you GSP. Big money fight. What do you think? Hell You're yeah, right. I'm in. You're right. It's not like he calls them and goes, yeah, I'll fight anybody but Romero. (laughs) It's not what's happening. Romero will get his shot. Now, he can sit and wait. I've seen fighters do it. Yeah. Or he can go fight someone else. And chance. He could chance it, sure. Well, waiting's a risk, too. If Bisping wins and gets hurt, if GSP wins and gets hurt, (laughs) if GSP wins, Romero's fucked. (laughs) Um... Everybody wants in on the Bisping sweepstakes because I was wrong about Woodley. Bisping's probably the weakest champion in the in, in, in the company right now. <laughs> and he's been around for a while. Like he's a yeah. he's an, an aged fighter, isn't he? Well, he's he a seasoned he, fighter. I'll he, say he went the longest out of any fighter I think ever without getting a title shot, but still keeping active game employment in the UFC. And then he got a title shot. Damn if he didn't capitalize. He's undefeated in title fights in his career. Um, okay. that uh, that that's probably going to change with GSP though. God damn, George St. Pierre, ten pounds heavier than usual. Well, ten, ten pounds heavier than he normally fights. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, whatever weight he's putting on after the fight, he's still got a ten pound head start. Yep. So head start. Talk about Chris Weidman that New York card. It's got me going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I you know I'm glad GSP's back though. They really needed him. With McGregor refusing to fight anybody. Yeah, they need a name. And going on this crusade to fight Floyd Mayweather, because he knows Mayweather doesn't want to do it anymore. So he just go on that crusade. So it looks like he does. he's doing something. It looks like he's got a reason for not fighting. And he's keeping his name out there. But that fight's not going to happen. Nobody even talks about it anymore. <laughs> he's is that, is that like... He was going to fight the winner of Khabib and Ferguson, but then that fell apart. No, you're saying that they don't even talk about it anymore. Is that like seeing McGregor defend his title? No. Nobody doesn't even talk about right. that anymore? Um, not only that, but the last I heard, Mayweather walked away from negotiations. I heard some, or I read some on Yahoo, which are, Yahoo's pretty decent. They, they keep in touch and, you know, everything. Um, they do better than you'd expect. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yahoo's on top for being, of for, for being more of a news site. It's, it's a search engine. Yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. Um. But yeah, they they said something like they're getting close on the negotiations. I guess they kind of yeah. jumped the gun, or somebody came out. It's me back and forth. Somebody back came and out forth. Britain said they were real, real close, and everybody went, "What the hell are they talking about?" 
McGregor, or, uh, Mayweather was like, I'm not close to signing the fight anybody, much less. Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and it's been a little quiet in the Western Front since then. I'm sure something will come out. So I'm sure McGregor will come out and call him Khabib a bitch. And that's not fair. A lot of people were hard on Khabib today. Like, because it's, 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 it's actually the second time he's missed weight. Oh, uh, it's the second time he missed five over. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. The guy didn't miss weight. He got rushed to the hospital. Yeah. This is the third time he's been booked against Ferguson. The first time he got hurt, the fight got canceled. The second time Ferguson got hurt, and the fight got canceled. So they I got all the way to the weigh-ins today, and the fight got canceled. Well, maybe the fourth time will be the time they'll and actually everyone, make it to the ring. Everyone's screaming at Khabib's duck and Ferguson. Nah, that's not right. First off, you don't injure yourself to duck. Yeah. All right? You want to learn how to duck? Go talk to Michael Bisping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just sign the other contract. Uh... The other thing is, the man got rushed to the hospital this morning. I just hope he's okay. Yeah, well, you say so he's been released. Yeah. You said he's been released. He's been released, sure. I mean, you know, hey, I just hope he's okay. That's pretty much all we've got for UFC. I think now we'll move on to the WWE. That sounds good. We're going to talk a pay-per-view. We got the face late card coming up, and we'll get into our predictions for that. But before we do, we got to talk about the SmackDown side of things and a little bit about the big show. Ooh, uh, Mr. Six-Pack Abs. Right. Holy shit, where's this coming from? Mr. Six-Keg six Abs. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Six-Keg or Six-Pack? So, <laughs> right. Styles beat Harper and won the number one contendership. Mm-hmm. That was really um, Orton's to begin with. That he gave away. That he gave away. Because he said as long as Bray Wyatt's the master and he's the servant, he won't face Bray at WrestleMania. Okay. Bray comes out to do something. It was some sort of like an incantation or something. It was weird. Okay. He didn't actually get to do it. Because Orton showed up on the big screen from the Wyatt compound and said that he got the keys to the kingdom when he gave away a shot. He got the keys to the compound. And literally it was standing right above where they had buried Sister Abigail. Okay. And now that he's there, and Bray's not, he's the master. Okay. He said that that was Bray Wyatt's environment, but it was never his. Then he proceeds to torch the place. I'm going to stop you. Jim, I'm going to stop you right here. I'm going to stop you right right here. What the fuck kind of weird shit are they doing? I know. I don't know where they get this weird shit lately. This is, you know. What are they going to do next? Levitate a guy out of a casket to say he'll be back? Yeah. They've been doing this shit since the 80s, dude. Yeah, but no, this is just getting real fucking weird and trying to play head trippy games. And it's, you got smart, smart fans, whatever the hell you want to call them. You always have. Well, since the internet's been born. Well, no, you had dirt sheets before the internet. Yeah, but it was completely different. You had to wait the three... Wrestling Observer. You had to wait three fucking months for the the magazine to come out and all that shit. Right, all the boys would look for their names. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's getting hokey again. We're getting hokey. Uh, that feud... Yeah, it was a little... It was corny as shit, but... I Could mean, have been done a lot, it, lot better. It was corny as hell, but here's the thing is it got over. Hey, set shit on fire. People gen- generally pay yeah. attention. <laughs> there was a little concern that for a while he was going to dig her up. Because, I mean, he had a pickaxe and he was <laughs> like, is he going to dig her up on live TV? That would have been akin to, speaking of the big show. Oh, no, 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 big, no. Big no. boss man. <laughs> Dragging away his father's casket while the big show rides on top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of the more tasteless things I've ever done. What, giving birth to a hand was a... I said one of. <laughs> okay. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> so now Orton and Styles are going to have their match on SmackDown this week. And the winner of that gets the title shot. <laughs> Just do a goddamn three-way. What they're probably going to do is... is You're right. It's probably AJ Styles is probably thinking the same way you are. Jesus Christ, all these fucking hoops. Yeah. I won the goddamn contendership match. I'm a fucking contender. Exactly. But then they have this match. I'm sure it'll be some fucking screw job thing where AJ had his foot on the ropes. Ref didn't see it. Orton gets the win. He gets the contendership. AJ gets pissed off at Shane. There's your WrestleMania. There's your WrestleMania, match. yep. Right. Which is a shame. Damn. Why? Shane's still a good worker. Yeah, but AJ deserves better. Yeah. He didn't even get to go over at WrestleMania. And Jericho. Nah. But I don't even think he went over. Um, I'd say he's over, though. Yeah, oh, God, AJ's over. He's huge. Always has uh, been. The thing about WrestleMania that I noticed the other day, Braun Strowman has nothing to do. Still. Yeah, but Raw hasn't really started the road yet. 
But, I mean, you can sort of put the pieces together. And he doesn't fit anywhere. So, uh, well, you know, we're talking... I mean, the answers blow off and we'll get to it with the reigns at Fastlane. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Please tell me it's a retire, uh, loser retires. No. Damn it. Reigns is going to move on to Undertaker, most likely. And Strowman's going to... I guess the Andre battle roll. That's a good... Yeah. See, I... I like the, the I like the I think... idea of the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah. I really like it. And when they first had it, I was really I was cool with it. It was great. But then the next night, who was it? Was it Cesaro or yeah. some somebody Cesaro. broke somebody broke the trophy and all that stuff? Yeah. <sighs> you just shit on it. Like, yeah. Right I after. That, but, hey, you won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's great. But then that's it. They don't do anything with these guys. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Now, I'm assuming. You get the Andre <laughs> I'm assuming at the um, it's going to be both Raw and SmackDown guys. In the Andre Battle yeah. Royal, I would imagine, yeah. probably. That'd be a great place to kind of keep propping up Corbin. Yeah, the problem is Corbin won it last year. Probably. See, you didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought I did, but I don't know. <laughs> That's Corbin. what I mean. They're not doing anything with the gimmick idea. Usually yeah. when you win something like this. And the other problem I had that I heard the other day was that SmackDown's getting the money in the bank pay-per-view. Hmm. That bugs me because it limits the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, it I should. I love it's... that briefcase. <laughs> I do. Hasn't been used real great recently. Yeah, Seth Rollins used it great. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much the cash in, but the cash in is not even the fun of it. Now you brought up another name I'm interested in. Seth Rollins. What about him? Is he gonna be back in time? Yeah. 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 Okay. They're already actively promoting it on the show. What uh? Did they ever say what happened to his knee? It was just a he knee tore, he, Yeah, the tour he sprained his MCL. Oh, okay. Same thing that Naomi did. All right, but name, well, name was. Which everybody thought was a work at first. Turned out not to be. And I said that to you, and yeah, I can go I, back in the text. It says yeah. uh, you say it's a work. I'm like, I don't know. Last show we did, I said it was work. Yeah. I was wrong. But getting into the pay per view. Oh, the other thing, real quick, uh, with Shaq. The big show. Yeah, I saw the tweets. Looks like it's not happening. Really? Yeah. Because Shaq's just out of shape. And, and Shaq's not bothering. The yeah. show's insulted. I'd be. Like, dude, this is probably my last WrestleMania. My nah, contract, would... His contract's up in February. Last, of last month? Of next year. Oh, he'll sign an extension just to, to do Mania. He wants it. And, dude, look at him now. Who, yeah, but who's who... to say you could sustain that shape for a year? Who's, who isn't? Uh, You know, it's one of these things. I don't know. But you say Shaq's not taking it seriously. I agree, is, he's not. And if this is show's last WrestleMania, even if he thinks it might be, he's taking it so seriously. He show's taking it seriously. Oh, he's goddamn, yeah. He's in wicked shape. Who the hell ever would have thought you'd see a fucking six-pack of abs on him? It's weird looking. Cause it's it's all ve- it almost looks airbrushed on, doesn't it? Yeah, not only is that, but when you see him, because he's been working lately, and his hips and his legs are real, like, tiny. And his <laughs> upper body's huge. He looks completely misproportioned. It's kind of funny. He's like a caricature or whatever the hell you say. Still he bumps was. like a champ. God bless him. You know what he said? I, I saw a, an interview with him or read something with him. Getting himself a tour bus actually added five years onto his career. He said. Oh, yeah. He said it, it's it's fit for him. Like, sure. You know, for a big guy like that. He doesn't have to worry about going in the fucking to small-ass hotel rooms. He can stock it with the right food, too. Well, yeah, besides that. But this was a few years ago he got this yeah. thing. And he said just the rest that he gets on that thing prolongs his career five years. Oh, I'll bet. Hey, you, whatever it takes, man. And I'll tell you, he can bump. For a guy that size, he, he bumps pretty If you think well. back to Halloween Havoc, whatever the hell year it was, where he or, um, they pushed Hogan off the ledge or Hogan yeah. pushed him off, and you think to where he is now, dude, I give that dude so much credit. Christ, I remember him with shit in my pants when he dropkicked Chris Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> He just drop-kicked him, and it was a bad drop-kick. How about when he he was uh, portraying other characters with Shokishi? Right. And oh, my God, dude, that was funny as hell. The show's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, he really, like really it. does. But let's get into the face lane card right here. All right. Um, there's a cruiserweight tag match. It's, uh, I think, Noam Dar and Kendrick versus Akira Tobazawa and, I don't know, maybe Tony Nese. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure. What about Rich Swan? It might be Rich Swan. It probably Paul. is. Uh, Tony Nese got involved the, the last show, and that's why yeah. I, I thought he was in there. Um, I'll let you finish your point, but I did read something on uh, about 205 Live. It's not working. It's tanking like a motherfucker. And the reason it's not working is, A, you're not letting the cruiserweights be cruiserweights. Yeah. They're working regular WWE-style matches. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, you're airing it 
every tapes main event and SmackDown. Yeah. Then you're taping 205. People have already sat through five hours of wrestling. I remember. Out. I remember I went to a Nitro and it was three hours, and they were. I think that at that time they were taping Thunder. Oh God, dude, you're. It was legit six hours of fucking wrestling. And I, and at that time, wrestling was red hot. Yeah, and I mean, you, you can only take uh, so much. Yeah, you, you really can. I mean, you see some guys working because if you remember with with Nitro and Thunder, they weren't two separate brands. And it's not a situation. So it was where, like, like one guy working three times. Yeah, and it's not a situation where like I know WrestleMania is a bunch of hours. Yeah. Uh, between pre-show and everything else, WrestleMania is a lot of wrestling. But every one of the matches at WrestleMania is kind of special, and you do it once a year, right? You and those I mean? matches are big matches. I mean, they're kind of special. Uh, you do kind of run into some situation putting the women's match on after Taker and Michaels too. Yeah, probably a bad call. Yeah, um, it's a shame. But at the same time, you got to let if they're you know you got to let them yeah. shine a little bit. But, but I mean, uh, yeah, blatantly used as a cool down match. Yeah. Um, not only that, but the main event didn't go over well that year. Um, but getting into the fast lane pay per view here, we got that cruiserweight match. We've got uh Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. She's Jax is just so green. She's very green. But it's, uh, you know, remember, I think we did a show about this, or we might have brought it up on a show, and you said they're going to bring up another woman as long as it's not Nia Jax because yeah. she's so green. They should bring up I forget who you said. She can't talk. They should have brought up Bailey at that time. Yeah. Or Oscar. Oscar's up now. She's working well, uh, she's, dark matches or she's something. She's worked dark it? matches all year. Yeah, that doesn't mean well, she's up. It's pretty. She's still NXT Women's Champion. It's still pretty uh, new this year, but right. Well, everything's new this year, dude. Nah. It's only a couple months old. But I mean, she's she's been up to work live events before as a replacement. Okay. And she's working on the replace Naomi. Ah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sasha Banks is just not translated well. She she's, really hasn't, dude. Really? I'm not saying she's not over, because it just seems like they don't know what to do with her. Yeah, that's you know, and, and when you, her... when you have that situation with a wrestler, I find it it's a, a better idea to back in the day you would repackage them. I mean, yeah. Uh, now you can send her back down, get well, her you don't mojo. Have to no, I send mean, her back down. you yeah. send her back down. Now, now you would send her back down. Sure. And you know, kind of take it from there. And her work isn't bad. No. So oh, it's, no, she's great in the ring. So it's like one of those things where you're you're sending her back down really because you don't have anything to do with her. Right. And which, it's not her fault. Yeah. You know, not so only that, but they had her wrestling Charlotte every week. Yeah. For about three months. And Charlotte was kind of coming out on top most times. It's not even that. It's You can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so if you can't have a wrestling champion, what do you do with her? Exactly. The division's not real You know what robust. you do? You know what you do? You bring in your next up-and-comer. And yeah. you have Sasha in her corner and do all that stuff. Well, yeah, they you did know, that with Bailey. The, the BFF thing and yeah. the whole bit. And then you have a turn. Right. Cause, and the they, is, say it, they say it's easier to be a heel than it yeah. is a face. And you know what? Sometimes when you've got that little bit of uh, whatever that you're trying to overcome or whatever. Sure. Go do the easy thing. Get over that way. Get your heat. Right. And then eventually you turn Look, them back. Like I said with Reigns last week, if they gave him a decent heel run, he could turn that around into a huge baby run. You know who they should probably do that with? Turn him and Cena heel. Put them as a tag team. I'd still hate them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could turn Reigns heel against Taker. Yeah, well, to anybody. You could yeah. You could put, you know, whoever out there. Your biggest baby face. You could turn Sami Zayn heel against Taker. Exactly. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, got, I got to think Nijax probably wins this match. I don't think she's lost yet. I don't know. I think she probably lost to Bailey. I don't know. Maybe in a tag match or yeah, something. Maybe. I don't know. But it, it comes to what are they going to do going down the road, especially heading towards WrestleMania. Are they going to push Jax or are they going to push Sasha? And the way Sasha's been booked, I know McMahon's down on her because he thought he, he had the idea that she kind of gets hurt a lot. And she has, you know. She hasn't disproved him. She hasn't disproved it. So I, th- I think Jax probably goes over there. Uh, after that, speak of the devil, we've got Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Wow. Yeah. Now, they tore down many a houses in many ROH. House. In ROH and probably in oh, in back when he was El Generico. Oh God, yeah, but I'm sure in well, no, uh, Samoa Joe just kind of well, he just came up. I remember when they signed El Generico and repackaged him with Sami Zayn, and people going, "Man, they took his mask off. He's never going to be able to get over that way." It really, he's over. Don't get me wrong, he's huge over. But at the same time, it's another guy they don't know what to do with. Well, 
maybe put him together with Cesaro and sure. try to figure something out. But he's 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 starting to it's starting to work. Yeah, that underdog. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, and I get the it. Thing is, he's always got to work from underneath, and it's not yeah. tough to do against Samoa Joe. Nah, By the especially way, wrestled, wrestled Cesaro on Raw. He wasn't that good. I, Really? Yeah. Joe wasn't, or the match just wasn't. It just wasn't, and it's not bad. No, I mi- I did miss Raw, so I'll let you know that. Right they've off the worked bat. plenty of matches before. Hundreds. Yeah, it's, it's just off night. It happens. I know, but it was it was disappointing. Yeah. Because now you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, that's the thing. And you might when, not want when to do they, it again. When they spin it back again, because you know they will. And oh sure. Well, on, I mean, yeah. At the very least, on live shows and it you know, dark matches. Show to the main events. Cesaro will never see him again. Ain't that a shame? That's uh, another guy just wasted, wasted, wasted. But you bring in Samoa Joe as your destroyer. He's going up against Sami Zayn. What do you think happens there? I like Sami Zayn, even if he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> but no hard feelings. I right? double check that, by the way. He did, in fact, block me on Twitter. Did he really? I still have no idea why. Um, well, I know you personally, so I could probably think of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure there's at a le- reason. At least a hundred. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Joe was going over. Yeah. No, no question there. So what do you got after that? You got a... Uh... Bailey defending the title against Charlotte. Hmm. Charlotte is still yet to lose on pay-per-view. In the hmm. WWE. Hmm. Charlotte's been up for a while. Yeah. Time for a loss. It's a, it, yeah, but here's the thing. Is do, you, do, you, do you break that streak on the pay-per-view before WrestleMania? Or do you have a run-in? Is somebody to hit Bailey? If you have a run-in, or, it's... it's or no, no, no. You would have to have somebody to hit Charlotte. You would have to be, yeah. Depends on what you want to do with Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, with Bailey as champion. I hear they're going to do a four-way at WrestleMania with Sasha and Nijax and Charlotte and Bailey. <laughs> Jesus Because God. they don't know what to do I don't even want. I don't even want to see them two in the ring together, dude. <laughs> like, they're on the same card. I don't even know if I want to watch the card. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a tough. I got to think Charlotte's going over. I should probably lose the streak at WrestleMania. Are they trying? Seriously, are they trying over, like, however long she's been up? Are they just trying to give her every other... Well, you said she wins every pay-per-view. But are they trying to make her her dad 16 times in right. 16 months? Or what, yeah. what the hell's the deal? Big E once famously said on TV that she'd do it in three months. <laughs> a comment that did not make further broadcasts. No? No. Edit it out. <laughs> uh, tag team title match. The club versus Enzo and Kaz. Hmm. Now. Because you can't do the club versus the New Day every week. This is true. It's so weird because the <sighs> Enzo and Kaz are so over. So over. I still think it would be way better if, if Enzo worked as a managerial position instead of an in-ring worker. I'm, I'm starting to say it. I'm or starting if to say it. If you just got sick of Enzo getting him in a fight. I know. I know. But, you know, sometimes you got to turn people. I get it. That dog is always on me about these times. I know. I know it, dude. But, yeah. And maybe you turn Cass, have him drop Enzo. That'd be funny. And then you'd have Cass yeah. do his own thing. I remember when Enzo got hurt. Yeah, but here's the thing. You got to you, you would you would have to. Uh, That's the thing. Big Cass is Vince McMahon's wet dream. Yeah. yeah. Seven footer can move. Yep. Oh, God. But the thing becomes then is you basically have literally. Because obviously they get to wrestle a few times and, and uh, Enzo gets squashed. But then what do you do with him afterwards? Somebody that's so over like that. You're not just, You're not going to just throw him into a managerial role right there. You know what I mean? Give him the old Christian gig where he comes out and does talk shows, but he doesn't actually work. Just put a dot over his face. Ah. <laughs> Hate the face. He's also not a very attractive man, so you might be onto something there. But, yeah, I think the club's going to take that one, too. Yeah, you got to start building them up. You got to. Yeah. Not yeah. that they didn't, but uh, you got to do a little bit more with it. Yeah. I agree. You know what, but there's better options than Enzo he has. I can't see him putting a strap on Enzo. Ugh. Just can't. I don't know. I uh, I, I like I'm them. sure he wants to put all the straps on Cass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like them so much that maybe they deserve a little bit oh, of a highly run. entertaining and good workers. I'm not yeah. dismissing them. It's just the way they're booked. You know, um, what, oh, you know what they could do with Enzo? The money's almost even on that fight, by the way. Is it really? Match, yeah. You know what they could do with, with Enzo, though? What's your biggest problem with him? Seriously, think about it. It's probably he just looks so scrawny and, and weak. Yeah. Compare, especially compared to Cass, most people would against Cass, but why not? He's throw a little him. frantic, but he didn't really do a whole lot in the ring either. Why not throw him in a cruiserweight division? Or the, the, yeah, that's what they're calling him, right? Yeah, but you'd have to split up Cass first. Well, yeah, if you have, what I'm saying is you have the breakup and then the couple matches and he gets squashed and then he goes into, uh, you know, 
not a terrible idea. No, it's not. Yeah, it gives him something to do, and he can he would rule that division because it needs charisma. Yeah, nobody has charisma. I wish they put Kalisto down there. Oh man, I thought he was for a little while, man. No, even Sinkara. No. Um, speaking of uh, the cruiserweight division, we've got a cruiserweight title match. All right. Neville defending against Jack Gallagher. Who should be the th- third vaude villain? Who should? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, well, he's happy though. He's over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know this is a shame. Actually, dude, most people don't I think like they're the over. Villain. Yeah, I do too. I really like their, I love their, their gimmick. In-week. Exactly. Problem is, Gotch is a terrible person backstage. He's always getting in the fights. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like Sin Cara. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, he's beating everybody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, he got into a backstage fight with Sin Cara. Did he really? He did. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I like Aller. I like the gimmick. I don't see him taking a title off Neville right yet. No. He's easily the best thing they got down there. I don't know if he's the best talent-wise, but he's certainly the best book. Yeah. I mean, you have to book somebody the best, right? I mean, yeah. it's just by law. Someone's got to be booked the best. Yep. Uh, Reigns versus Strowman. Smart Money came in and swung hard towards Strowman. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're pushing the kid, you got to do it. I think we just... I and I think that, we just go back and forth, or not even back and forth. There's just what do you do with Rain, Roman it, Reigns? It's a perfect scenario to have, say, the Undertaker interfere, and they could start that program. It's great, but does what does the Undertaker really even give a shit? Like, why does he even Reigns eliminated from the Rumble? There you go. And of course, the main event. Okay. Kevin Owens defending against Goldberg. Sorry to see uh, Owens run. Goldberg's a slight favorite. Sorry to see his run up and Owens. Maybe. There's so many different things that could happen. Jericho could interfere. Lesnar could interfere. That and those two would be pretty weak to do at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Maybe. Or they tear the fucking house down. Yeah, but, but we're talking about Goldberg too. Right, but a fifty-something-year-old Goldberg thing. now. You don't. Need, he wasn't even good in his prime. You don't need Goldberg and Lesnar. You don't need a strap involved for that. No, you kind of do because they've already done it a couple times, and it's yeah. But then you're stuck I mean, with a strap on a part-timer. Who especially that and for, and especially for a, a month extension situation for a month and then yeah you're kind of right because they're both part timers so whoever wins you got yeah so and I, and I think this goes back to what you said a few episodes ago about uh, Muhammad Ali and Jake Roberts right I'll be at work tomorrow where where's he going to be right so if you're Owens how do you devalue him like that uh, you've been devaluing him ever since he uh, lost that second John Cena match <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's been devalued this whole title right. But they're starting to pick it up again. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that you don't need the strap to sell Lesnar Goldberg. You don't necessarily. I just think it, it obviously makes I it more interesting. I think it sell Jericho Owens. It certainly adds something to that. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know. I think Owens goes over here. You know what? That might be smart booking. Yeah. Have them two, Jericho Owens, blow it off at WrestleMania. And not J- only that, Jericho wins. You know, it depends on what Fozzie's doing. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, you know, it's also an opportunity to kind of chip some of the stone off of Goldberg, too. Do you want to do that heading into the biggest pay-per-view of the year, though? Yeah, you got to kind of make him look like he's a human being. So So a beatdown from Lesnar is on a run-in, does it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But uh, that's what we got for the WWE. Moving on to the Flyers. Uh, We had our outdoor game, which... I was at work. I didn't get to see. I got to see the highlights. And the only thing I noticed right away about it was it was at night, and it kind of took it, it. It took something away from it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I was at the bar. I was watching. It was cool. I had the Flyers game across the bar from me, and I was uh, next to me, or on my left hand side, was the, uh, the Sixers game. And if you remember last week's game, it was pretty cool. Came down to like the last point nine seconds or something. It was, it was pretty cool. All basketball games come down to the last minute. Nah, not this one. Usually. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, big news coming out of the Flyers. I mean, the trade deadline just passed, and uh, Michael Neuver got a new contract. Two years, five million, two point five each. Very affordable goalie contract. I was just going to ask that question. Very affordable bridge goalie contract. Yeah. I mean, Mason's getting four something now. The Flyers always seem to be in cap hell. And Neuver had been playing well except the last couple of games. When Mason's <laughs> been real sharp. So uh, you know, I guess the pressure's on. So he's yeah. on. That's Mason for you. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Woodard Belmar also got a new contract. It's another very affordable kind of one point six. Yeah, it's pretty for cheap. Fourth line, it's 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 a little high on the fourth line side. 
But maybe very, they're thinking about bringing him up to very, the third. Or, very good young player. Yeah, I don't mind the contract. They also made him the new assistant after they had traded away Mark Strait in the deadline. They picked up Valtteri Filppula, who, uh, you know, thirty-three-year-old Finnish player. He's got another year on his contract. How old is he? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Oh, he's up I, there. But I thought he was a little bit younger than that. He's substantially younger than Strait. Well, yeah. So my grandmother was. He's six years younger than Strait, and <laughs> he got his first goal in his first game. God bless him. Yep. Mason looks sharp the past couple of games. Someone you would love to bash, Jake Voracek, has been red hot. Well, Claude Giroux still sucks, so, I, you know. Uh, Claude Giroux's numbers are slightly down from last year. <laughs> which his numbers are slightly down from the year before. He's been slightly and down the, the past year, couple of years. Four years. No, the year before he was great. No, I, I was uh, listening to our boy Jason Martinez. He lied to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about the uh, Neuberg contract, though, is that Mason doesn't have a contract. Now, no yeah, this, a contract. this whole thing we've been talking about this for since they the inception of the Las or Las Vegas night, the Golden Knights is yeah, the Golden Showers. Yeah, the Golden Shower, whatever the hell they are. That's what they'll um, do. They'll spray confetti on the crowd every time they score. They'll call it the Golden Shower. Boy, I think that I, be bad. I think we just lost sponsors. We don't even have. <laughs> hey, it's Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we start thinking about getting picking up some BDSM uh, sponsors or something like that. Right on. Yeah, there we go. It's like the guy at work the other day that ordered a blueberry Hitachi. <laughs> oh my god! I, I was know. the only I, one laughing. And I couldn't. I didn't know how hard to tell anybody else why. Jim, you're gonna have to explain to the audience because I don't know either. A Hitachi. A blueberry Hitachi. I don't know what a blueberry Hitachi well, is, but probably, I know what Hitachi is a very powerful uh, women's back massager. That's what we'll call it. So a girl from the Washi Washi. I don't know what the girl was. I know a Hitachi was a machine. Get that massage oh, going. okay. It's making sense. Yeah, Hitachi makes a women's um, toy. Sure, yeah. And it damn near should be gas-powered. Damn near should. Mm. I've, I've heard tales yeah. that it burns hair. Yep. This is way off topic. Uh... It's going to yeah, happen every now draft, again. The expansion draft. Neuver got his deal. Now you can expose him in the draft. You don't have to expose Stolarz. And <laughs> if that that were to happen, you could honestly go back and sign Mason. You could you could still go back and sign. <laughs> I mean, leaving him in the going in the free agency is a little a little dicey, but as yeah, a <laughs> little dangerous as hell. Still a top goalie, but I mean, Voracek's had three goals in five games. It seems it looks like they're going to try and make a push. I mean, let's calm down. They won two. Two games out of two games. Okay, great. They're undefeated the last two games. I get it. But look at the 22 games before that. Right, but those games aren't moot at this point. Well, those points are already decided. Yeah, I get it. Now you're three points out. And they were six at the beginning of the week. Yeah. So, okay. It's certainly doable. Okay, absolutely. And it depends on what Phil Pula does. Mm-hmm. He might be a catalyst. You could make him run at the playoffs. I, I, I don't see the point. <clears throat> They got the Caps coming up next, and that would be a good decider on whether or not there's really a point to it. Didn't they're they play the Caps? Yeah, they played the Caps and the uh, the Penguins, what, last week when it was, these were like two must-win games. One of them's outdoors and blah, blah, blah. They got smoked in both. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Just so that should let you know where they are. Different team. One guy doesn't make the difference in the whole team. No, but the whole defense club. is switched up. Besides straights over in Pittsburgh, it might make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Strait, great player, great character guy. Yeah. Going to miss him. But his contract was up. He wasn't coming back. Not at 40 years old. Nah. Uh, team's getting younger. Uh, 40-year-olds are the opposite of that. But Mason's been very, very sharp. Hey, 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 hey. As of tomorrow, I'll be three, days away, or three years away from that. So 40 is like the new 30. No, I wouldn't play you on defense either. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see me on a pair of skates. No, <laughs> that, would I, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't go well. But... <clears throat> I mean, I know the expansion draft thing is tricky. You've got to expose somebody. And that's the downside of si- 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 signing Fibula, is that he's got a new movement cause, so you can't expose him. He has to, you know, one of your protected spots at forward is now used. Um, the good news is they don't really have to protect a whole lot of forwards. I know Simmons and Giroux both have no movement clauses. Wow, okay. But th- like you said, that's going to eat up a spot. Sure. Okay. But I mean, you've got spots. You can take... Uh, I think it's you get two options insofar as how many protection spots you get. You can have nine or eleven. If you Whoa. take the eleven, okay, <laughs> it has to be seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. So they lay it out for you. If you take the nine, it's a goalie and any eight skater. Okay. okay. At any position. Hmm. 
Which we'll probably take the 11. Um, you really don't have to protect a whole lot of defensemen. You want to protect Gostaspare. You want to protect probably McDonald. What about he plays well to pro Rob. What about your kids? Yeah. The kids are exempt. Oh, they are. You need at least two years experience. Okay. No way. That works out. To even be eligible for the expansion trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Flyers made out great there. Now that's got to make room for the kids coming up. Yeah. So, so they can So the good good news is they can dip into your farm system. And then you, yeah, and then you, you protect baby Gudis. Uh, possibly. There's someone else out there that I I, I just Delzato maybe. Okay. Um, but I mean, I expected more. It's, it's a little dicey. And so far as your forwards, you know, you're protecting Giroux, Simmons, Voracek. Yep. You're protecting Shen, putting up to five. You lost a spot to Philip below that six. Okay. And then you're protecting Couturier. Yep. I was going to say Coots. And then everybody else is exposed. <clears throat> now, they're not all going to go. Nah. I mean, they only, what is there, 25, 26 in the hockey club? Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of guys there, but it's not too many. And the other thing is... Yeah, well, you're scratching, what, four, six guys a game? The only deal, the only rules that Vegas has to abide by is they have to take one guy from every team. Oh, really? So you are losing someone. Yeah. Um, And the other thing is they have to draft out of the expansion draft at least, I think it's like $43 million, so they can hit the cap floor. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, there's salary numbers that are involved. It's a pretty complicated process. But yeah, it sounds like it. it you've, you've tried to explain it to me, and I just don't know that I maybe don't have the brain power. I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's tricky. You're pretty business. pretty quick to agree on that one with me not having brain power. But, all right. but uh, well, you set yourself up. There I'll keep go. knocking them down. All right. But you got the Caps coming up. That's really going to be your tell because if if you can beat the Caps in this game with this new look team, and one guy, one guy doesn't make a difference, but anything can be a catalyst. You never know. Hey, right. I mean, they can start growing their playoff beards in uh, March. One guy doesn't make a team, but the Penguins last year where Marc-Andre Fleury got hurt and they had to call up Matt Murray to come in and play. Boy, did it make a difference. Yeah, They did win the cup. By the way, it looks like they're going to expose him. That sucks. For him? Why would you not expose the old guy? But whatever. No movement. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I should bring up another goalie. They don't have one. I'd find one. Well, they should have traded for one. They don't have an eligible one. They should have traded for one. Yeah. Them's the breaks. Yep. Hard to trade a guy with a no-movement clause. Speaking of trades and all the fun involved in that, let's talk some Eagles. Here we go. Trades. Obviously, the big one we've been talking about all day, because, ladies and gentlemen, we don't do this just on here. Until the next guy becomes available, and that's all you'll talk about. Well, this, first off... You're like a kid with his toys. It's kind of what it is. I've seen so many... Or read and heard and seen so many different scenarios and this that and the other thing. It's just they could actually speed up this rebuild process a lot more than they even thought they could. All right, so here we are. If you can't tell, I'm just he's just rubbing his head. Yeah, <laughs> he's face palming. Um, so we got Brandon Cooks, who's being made available. They're listening to offers. They're listening to offers. Okay, great. What Jim and I argued about for no less than four hours today was Jim's theory is well why do you trade him why do you get rid of him my retort to that is well you're not going to resign him or no no what I'm saying is you have to make a decision now if you're going to resign him not the 2017 season I wonder why I couldn't get it you don't even know what you're saying well two corona lights again going back to my point you have to make a decision before May the 20th or May whatever May it was. 3rd. May 3rd. You have to make a decision if you're going to um, pick up his option. Right. It's an, so he's making $2.5 million right now. He's got an $8.5 million option coming up May th- for 2018 season. Okay. So they do that early. You get that out of the way. All right. So, you gotta, get, so what I'm sound, trying to explain to Jim is you have to figure that out. If he's part of your plans in the future... Or if he isn't. Mm-hmm. His highest trade value is going to be now. Yeah. The reason I say that is, next year, not only does his number jump to, to eight and a half million. I don't know if his highest value is going to be now. Let me finish. His highest value is going to be now for the simple fact that he's got a two and a half million dollar cap hit this year. Right. He's got eight and a half next year. Okay. If that's you, the option, right? That's the option. That's okay. his option year. So then he becomes a free agent in 2019. Okay. Keeping in mind... He's only 23 right now. He's younger than Wentz. He's younger than Wentz. Yeah. Correct. 
He's younger than most people. He's he came into the league pretty freaking young. <laughs> a lot younger than us. Yeah, again. So you have two years of control of him, potentially three if you franchise him. Right. Franchise tag is probably going to be something in the neighborhood now this year of thirteen to fourteen million first time franchiser. It could actually be more than that. Now they this decide year. that before all these cats sign yeah. that are free agents. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that drives the number so, up. Supposedly, yeah, but a couple of years ago they didn't because it was a new CBA and they were just going crazy. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. They, they, <laughs> they seriously didn't. They Made were, it up on the fly. <laughs> they were pushing free agency back the whole bit, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Like, wait, we didn't figure this out. <laughs> yeah. So, with all that going on, so you potentially can, can control this guy for the next three years. First year is going to be a $2.5 million cap hit. Not bad at all. No, that's not terrible. Second year is an $8.5 million hit. That's decent. For for a receiver for a receiver his caliber yeah, and then the third year would be like with the cap going up and this that and the other thing and the and the amount of money that's out there right now you have to keep this in mind the amount of money that's out there Jeffries is gonna or Alshon Jeffries is gonna sign for big money this one's gonna sign for big money prior prior all these things these guys are gonna set the market for then. Because it's the the free agency tag, or I'm sorry, the franchise tag, is the top average of the top five receivers. Okay. So right now, it's you know on contracts a couple years ago, so on and so forth. Right. So first two years manageable, we'll say. Sure. Third year could get out of hand with in Uh, a a situation. Yeah. Especially with the numbers and that he's talking, and we'll talk about that in a second. So his highest value now, you take off one of those years at two and a half, you know, the, the, this year of two and a half million. So now you have a receiver that you have a team that's going to want you to give up something for him that you don't know that you can actually sign the following year. So now he becomes a rental player. Yeah. You were not talk- what we want. No, no. God, God, no. So my point to you is when you when you lay it out like that, you look a few years down the line, giving up a first rounder for him, for us for Tennessee, for anybody else that may get into the mix. It's not really feasible. It's not what NFL GMs do. Okay. <clears throat> That's why his value is the highest right now that it'll ever be. Right. Because you have those three years of control, and you know you know what they're going to be. Right, but it wouldn't be higher, say, after free agency, when some of these guys get signed up and some of the more wide receiver needy teams maybe missed out? No, because then you have the draft. Yeah. So now you have a guy that's going to make that probably a million or two million dollars. So you're even less than his but this year. Anybody who has the picks to make that trade happen uh, probably makes it happen. So they're not probably makes something happen. So they're not one of these teams that misses out. I I don't follow you. There are teams with maybe draft picks that aren't really that great. And wide receiver is going to be a, a coveted position in the draft. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't have such a high pick, but they need a receiver. So now you're talking about the draft. So now we're at draft day, and very few draft day trades ever get made. Sure. Very few dra- every very few trades get made with players in the NFL. Right. Because there's the salary cap implications. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It it's, does. Howie Roseman last year, it happens. It's annoying and complicated. Exactly. So you're going to go to the draft day and try to make this trade. Right. I The likelihood of that happening either is not very good. No. So, during your free agency period is when you're going to want to go ahead and, and, and trade him. If that if that's what the Saints want to do. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Now, we talked about this. And we went over some numbers and stuff. Um, we looked on a couple websites, and we sure. said he's looking for six years, $80 million. 13.3 right. a year. Well, that's his market value. That's his market. That, but that's what he's going to be looking for, if not more. He was looking for among the top in the league. Okay, so that puts him within the top five. Yeah. That right there. We're talking about an 11 touchdown, I'm sorry, 1,100 yards and uh, 9, 10. That's an eight-year franchise tag. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's basically what it is. Well, no, because after two years of the franchise tag, you get the third year, I believe it is, you're actually. You get like 200%. No, it's the average of the top three quarterbacks. Oh, Jesus yeah, so you're talking $24 million and all this stuff. I'm talking Kirk Cousins money. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there, maybe. Maybe. I might have to be there for next show. So the point being is, his, nobody's going to give up a first for him. 
if they um, let me re- rephrase that giving giving up for a first for him is very unlikely because one you don't trade first round draft picks for anybody but a quarterback that's historically what the way it works out you do that's just what happens and historically player trades don't happen but Howie Roseman made it happen and I it I doesn't I, often I, happen, I, but I it certainly could oh it, I'm not I never take the what if off of the table sure you can't no, you, you, especially you know with what's going on, the way the league's trending down, the things that are happening. Just because, like, but keep in mind, before last year, when Howie Roseman made all these trades, yeah, there weren't like I don't want to say a lot, but there weren't even a few in previous years. Right. What Harry, Howie Roseman did may be an anomaly. If we looked at sure. back at this in a, after a couple of years, yeah, that may be the only time you see. And God bless it Howie. May be the last player trade now. Yeah, it could be. Could be well now. You had uh, after that. You had the Patriots <laughs> sending that kid, uh, the the linebacker, to the oh, the Browns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you had that going. on. Oh, they know what they were doing. They always do. Yeah. Well, not the dude still played great. Yeah, but they won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, but it wasn't because of any on the Browns. I mean, it wasn't anything great that they you know the, the toilet bowl. Oh yeah. Okay. Not even. Yeah. They're the guys Wait, cleaning the, the toilet bowl. The Browns. Oh, yeah. They won the toilet bowl. <laughs> they right. won the toilet bowl. They have, uh, what, one in... Uh, I used to play an online hockey They game. have one in 12. 12, 12. Who gave them... Oh, we gave them 12. That's right. <laughs> How did... Tennessee's got 5 and 18 next season. Which isn't bad. And, and and here's the thing. And it keeps flashing across the screen. Okay. Is And the, basically what's going on here with, with, with Cooks is people made some phone calls. They said, hey, what's up with Cook? Aren't you looking to get rid of him? And the Saints were like, all right, yeah, give us a first rounder. You can have him. Yeah. You know, give us first rounder. Now you're t- nah, we're fine. We're talking about, we're still. We're not f- trying to trade him. Le- listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Because this came up last year in in season about Cooks. Sure. And there were, you know, there were, there were probably offers made in the whole bit then. And it finished the season without a hitch. Exactly. But what I'm saying, Jim, is <clears throat> they have to decide what they want to do right they like sneed better than him they like williams better than him both not very you know they don't have to pay those guys huge money right now no they're young they're very they're young still rookie deals aren't they yeah they're both still on rookie deals deals for uh williams is a fucking uh a rookie or thomas i'm sorry thomas thomas is a uh he's a rookie and the other one's like two years in the league yeah so you got time buku time sure the saints are gonna have to replace breeze within the next Three years. Yeah. We talked about his cap hits. Dead money is $38 million that they cut him next year. And the year after that, the year after that, it's uh, 18. Somehow it becomes more manageable. But in Somehow two- I don't see the Garrison Grayson. <laughs> Garrett Grayson. <laughs> Garrett now, Grayson, yeah. Or starting up anytime soon. So, at least in the next, not the next two years, because it's even money. Right. There's no cat. There's no dead money if they trade him or release him we'll in nineteen. Nah, dude, he's fucking thirty nine now. Yeah, but I mean, before the Grayson era starts. Oh yeah, they'll probably get someone else. In there. Yeah. So basically, where I'm going with it is, the Eagles are very much in the running because you were saying about oh, well, they have the five and the eighteen. Yeah, but they're not going to give either of those up. How do you know? They need a receiver because they, they don't need to. Sure, they do. They're in on. They're in on Jeffrey. Like if you look at every. Yeah, they're in on Jeffrey. They're in on Jeffrey. They're not going to know that till again, free agency. Right. And that's the first time you can trade a player, too. Yeah. I don't... And like we just said, the precedent's already been set. You don't trade a first-rounder for a for a player. Or for a regular well, player, you go with quarterbacks. No, nobody else has. I don't trade Brandon Cooks for a second-rounder. And to play, that's where I structured the and deal yesterday. Garbage. Not our garbage. There's... Um, Kendricks is a good player. He's just not in our scheme. That's like saying... Maybe. I'll put it in words you can understand. This guy that we just got from uh, in the trades for Philippe, yeah, whatever the hell his name is. Maybe he didn't work out in their scheme, and he comes over to our scheme, and he can be better. Or, you see it all the time. Anybody that's ever been signed by the Patriots, mm-hmm. maybe he wasn't a scheme fit somewhere else, but he sure in hell is a scheme fit in New England. By the way, you know we don't get hay for those picks because they didn't play 50% last year. It was only one year. We still have next year, too. There's 16 and 17. Yeah, he has. He didn't play fifty percent either one. Oh, seventeen's not up yet. Yeah. Well, then no, he hasn't played fifty percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that fucking bum has he been? <laughs> he played a damn snap. He was at. 
he was actually uh, really close to the fifty percent. Right. I'm not saying really Eric. Close. Yeah. I'm not saying Eric Rowe is going to be a great player. No, it's not smarter than that. A lot of people are saying that he's, you know, how great he's playing. He got burnt a few times in that Super Bowl, as a matter of fact. And again, he got, uh, Jones got shut down. That was his man. You know what? Everyone looks good in that blue jersey, don't they? Yeah, so maybe that's a bad example. (laughs) But my point is, it's not going to be a first rounder that gets him. More than than likely. How about we we agree on that one before I punch you in the face? Because I'm reading through my text now. I just want to punch you in the face. All right. I mean, it's more an argument. Slip the violence. <laughs> I get it. Use your words, Jim. Come on. <laughs> it's more than like it's more than likely going to be a scenario. Well, okay. Here's a prime example, and well, maybe not so much because, but the Raiders traded Randy Moss sure. to New England for a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, he was a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth. Um, but Randy Moss was a lot better player than Brandon Cooks may ever be. Maybe. That was the part of the May. Yeah. I think you can't deal with maybes. But that's all you can do. As a GM, that's all you yeah. can do. You got to project. It's all... It, it, this guy right here is another... He's, I mean, you know what he is? He's Deshaun Jackson. He's five foot ten. Deshaun Jackson's height. I don't want Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Listen, you want his abilities. You don't want him. And I agree with that. I don't want Deshaun Jackson back. He's Deshaun Jackson type of player, but not... For not the Deshaun Jackson kind of money for at least the first two years. You may have to go over the top with him after that. But really, what are you giving up? My whole thing is everybody's, you know, you were going off about Jeffrey first, and then it was... I was going off about Jeffrey in fucking October. Yeah, right, the and trade here's the thing. Everybody's going off about these big-name wide receivers that we could get, and people need to realize that there's a, a pretty decent shot. Everyone's going to be disappointed. Well, here's the thing. There's not... Believe it or not. You're more likely to get Brandon Marshall than you are Alshon Jeffrey. And I'm okay with that because they're yeah, the same so player. But he'd, he'd be a good bridge player. Yeah. Until you find a receiver. And I'm he okay with that. But here's the thing. The Eagles need multiple someones. Yeah, they do. They so one of, the, one of the scenarios I saw or I heard on the radio today, which was pretty good. You got that 14. Now we know we we won the coin toss. We were actually. Fourteen. Yeah. The Vikings won the uh, yeah. the toss. So we. We got the 14th pick. All right. Mike Williams. You got <clears throat> uh, a lot of people talking Cooper Cup. That's going to die down a little bit. Uh, John Ross. And then who's the other wide receiver people that are going nuts over? from uh, Corey Davis. You have those four. Okay. Then you also have Dalvin Cook and the running backs and the people that want to go that way. Sure. And I've said this, and we could probably go back to episode one, where I said the Eagles need to draft a wide receiver. And they need to sign a wide receiver. Like, yep. legit 100% receivers. Yeah. Um, Marshall. Yeah, but he's Steve not... Too. But he's not going to be the... You need somebody to grow around Carson. Brandon Cooks... Why don't you draft that guy? Yeah, but you you need... You want a guy for more than a year, is what I'm getting at. Mm. No, you, you do. A guy like Brandon Cooks, you have him for more than a year. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know there's other guys. Like Pierre Garçon, I think he's about 30. Yeah. So, I mean, you maybe have a two years out of him. So, maybe you're wasting your money there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this may be blasphemy. I might get kicked off of uh, our par- podcast here. But maybe you get a veteran guy in there and takes uh, Nelson Aguilar or DGB show. over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have somebody that takes him under your wing, his wing. Maybe. Shows him how to be an NFL player. I mean, Jerry Rice did it for T.O. And that turned out pretty good. Oh, yeah. That went great. <laughs> I mean, there was a few years... Of, Quite Thought a few. Thought I'm going to use Thickum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, douche. Yeah, so, so anyway, so you pick up one of these wide receivers, running backs, whatever. Let's say we traded our second over to the Saints, and we picked up Cooks. So we got Brandon Cooks. We got Mike Williams, Corey Davis, these guys. We got all that going on. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Third rounder, you come back for your cornerbacks, uh, because you know you have to sign one in free agency. I know we don't have much money, but... Before the cuts. Sure. How about we'll say that? We still have about nine, eight, nine million dollars. Um, we make our cuts, and that's what we do. Yeah. If you don't go, you know, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, one of these guys in the first round, this they're, they're saying this draft is deep at receiver and especially deep at running back. And well, watching, I mean, saying, but... watching the combine, I'm starting to see some names pop up that I'm like, oh, wow. And not just the guy. They ran the four three seven or whatever the hell he DJ ran. DJ Logan. DJ Logan, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll roll the dice and we'll see what happens. We are. 
Uh, anything else on the Eagles before we wrap this up? Well, free agencies next week, next Friday. We're not yeah. going to do a show before then. No. Where do you want to see them go? Uh, now, we're not talking trades, just free agents. Who's out there? And if you don't know who's out there, just ask me. I'll let you know. Like you said, you got to get a receiver, but you can't You can't overpay. You can't overpay. Well, that's what free agency is. You overpay. No, not necessarily. you got to look for a cheaper option. You might be looking at stopgap players, dude. Rebuild which, through your which, chance, get some stopgaps. Which, like which Howie's saying that that's not what they're going to do, but I agree with you. Yeah. A Brandon Marshall-type guy in free agency isn't the worst thing ever. No. No. Because a lot of people are like, well, you got to fix all these holes now. Well, no. Howie's not saying that. Howie's saying you gotta, you got to take a measured approach to it. It'd be you great get to a, fix all the holes now, but you can't. You can't. You get, a, you get a Brandon Marshall. You pair him up with a you know first-round, second-round wide receiver. Somebody's got some talent. Somebody can get out there. You go ahead and do that. Oh, maybe you can read the CFL. Maybe you can pull it off. Well, you can any time you want. Yeah. I think we've already we already have actually. Maybe you get some Philadelphia Soul out there. Who's the guy last year? I don't know. He played. <laughs> he won the Soul Championship, and like a week later, he was on the Eagles starting. Right. Oh man. I have no idea. But uh, you know, next week we'll do the free agency. Well, two weeks, and it'll already be over. The next show. Yeah. But it'll already be over. Well, All not right, over, we'll but the, the top guys. Yeah, we can talk about that. That sounds good. I mean, we'll be more flyers. We'll be talking about the fallout from the pay-per-views we discussed, UFC 209, as well as WWE Fastlane. We'll be on our own road to WrestleMania. We'll talk a little bit about that. Until then, I am Jim Drumheller, and with me and my broadcast colleague, Jim Bruno. Both wish you a very safe week, and we'll see you next time. Play. That was a great play by the cornerback. Yeah, game is over, but the Fisticuffs apparently aren't.